from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. You're listening to the award-winning What's the Story podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan. Hello and welcome along to chapter 67 of What's the Story podcast. My name is Danny Murray. Alongside me is the man who some say <laughs> the hit classic Britney Spears song Womanizer was penned about, the one and only <laughs> Graham Merrill Merrigan. Do you just think it is on the spot? Yeah, usually, yeah. Deadly. How are you, Danny? You don't um, sound too good. No, as people can probably tell by this level of manky disgustingness that I currently am portraying through the power of a microphone and into your ears via the connection of an internet. Do you have man flu? I've got the man flu. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, chapter 67 will be a farewell. Um, <laughs> we've had a good run. Just over a year. Over 300,000 downloads. Over 85 countries. <laughs> but, alas, it must come to an end. Because the illness has got me. Man flu. When did you get it? When did you start panicking? You know when that stage of man flu, when you start panicking, is it man yeah. flu, is it just a bit of tiredness? we have been Tuesday. Have you... Tuesday. getting nervous. I was, I was groggy, but then as the day progressed, you know, you start to feel the back of your throat. Yeah. Sort of swally. Throat. Oh, yeah. Start, sort of swally. Um, that's swallow for people who are from Dublin. And uh, Swally's a word. Yeah, but just, you know, the way foreigners, yeah. people from outside Dublin, like. They don't get it. Yeah. Like, the lads down in Cork, God bless them. But, yeah, yeah, Tuesday, sort of swally. Then the nose started, and I can't handle the block nose. So I went straight to the chemist, bought Ultravit, lads. I'm, some people, it's the year 2016 and people don't know about this. You can get nose drops, right? Don't get that Sudafed spray, that'll give you nosebleeds, right? Ultravine nose drops. They're gentle, if you're a delicate petal like me. And they just unblock everything. So I tend to, like... You buy them over the counter? Yeah, over the counter. So I tend to buy them and Sudafed tablets, because I need to go full, throw everything I have at this, like... When any time I get the flu, uh, sorry, the man flu. Yeah, it's more I, serious when you yeah, say man flu. Come man on. flu. The, the flu is just the flu. But any time I get the man flu, I lose my appetite and all. Yeah, I'm the same. I had a. What I had, I had like I, I've I've had a bit of breakfast. I rarely get it because I'm an animal, like. But I I tend to get it like maybe three to four times a year. It's yeah. like it's seasonal. Yeah, you do, don't you? Like I'll get it in the spring. I'll definitely get it in the summer. This is my autumn dose, and I'll definitely get it before the end of the year again. Yeah. Avid, avid listener of the show, Shane Fitz, gets it at the same time every year. Yeah. Kind of like the end of August, start of the September, or maybe it's just September. Anyway, he gets it at the start. It's an awful the, dose. The colder weather. He's that's, never sick. That's me. He's me a ma, great guy. My ma always said, oh, that's the change in weather getting, you know. <laughs> so I, I know when, when it's... if, if Ma's it, are great, aren't they? Oh, they're gas. They're gas. Like, that's the change in the weather. But uh, I know if I'm going to survive man flu or not, because... If if my man flu is petering out and the Lord has saved me, I tend to get a lot of nosebleeds, and that's the sign of a kind of abating. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm letting it out of my system through nosebleeds. I remember the morning I got a Snapchat of you in the bathroom and a tampon up, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, a nasal tampon, Graham. <laughs> that's what I look like. That's that's an official medical device. Did, like, did your man used to say to you as well years ago, like when you were out playing or something and you came in? For your dinner, say. Yeah. And it was in the winter, and you kept your jacket on during your dinner. 
my, gra- <laughs> my granny because I was more or less around my grannies at the, um, up till I was like 12, 13 my granny would always like she'd actually physically take the jacket off me so put that on you, 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 what did she used to say? Um, you'll be I, I, you'll I, be uh, you'll be freezing going back out yeah I was gonna say my my mom would always be like take that jacket off you inside or when you go outside it'll be no good to you it'll be no good to you she always used to say that I'd be like yeah, well it's lashing rain now and this is waterproof <laughs> ma so just let's just ignore the fact that inside is dry and outside is wet and it's a waterproof jacket for the moment yeah and uh, let's let's play up to your folly the change of weather thing is excuse yeah, is hilarious yeah. though. Why is why doesn't everyone have it then, Ma? Um the other one that she always used to say, if ever I like if I was a kid say she still says it to me sometimes, like I'd be like, oh, I've got a headache for any painkillers or whatever, like um if I like say fell over and I cut my arm or if I scratched my knee or any sort of injury at all really. And unless it was Timmy Arse, because the answer was it's far from your arse and you won't sit on it. <laughs> always. Without fat like, really? anything. I, like I split my head open. Me you won't sit in there. Do you have any sympathy at home now when you're dying? No, no. Cleo, Cleo's great. Cleo comes over, throws her head on my lap, and just gives me that look as if to say, You're going to be all right, Dan. That's, a, uh, that's all you need, isn't it? Everybody else, though, like I'm in quarantine. I'm not allowed in the same room as anybody. Not allowed to breed on anybody. You get this four times a year. Four times a I'm year. I'm going to say you probably get it five or six times a year. No, nah, feels a like you form. always have the band flavor. No, that's a solid four, man. Is it? Yeah. Like, I, I can almost predict when it's coming, like... See, I genuinely think, right, as well, because I work in a big office, like, where there's, like, like we have six, seven hundred people working in that office, like... Definitely something going on. Well, um, the first time I got man flu in years was this February. Yeah. I think it was February. It was when we did the McWilliams interview. Oh, I remember it. that. Jeez, you were terrible. I had to send a priest for you. I was, <laughs> I was in a jock, but... I would have put that down to the office. It's an awful thing to say about a Scotsman. What? Never mind. What did I say? Scottish people, Scotsman, jock. You were in there. Oh. <laughs> That's bad, Never man. mind. That flew straight over me. Um, but, yeah, I put. I would have put that down to the office. Everyone was dropping like flies. I rarely got man flu or flu. Yeah. Because, like, I'm a physical specimen. Mm. Um, but. The immune system of a rhino. Yeah, that's what I have. But February, that rhino was taken down by man flu, and I was dying. It was actually around Paddy's week, because I missed Paddy's day, drinking, because I was in bed. I remember it, because, yeah, I had to come up and chat to the wonderful and brilliant Dave McWilliams for myself. You can check that chapter out, lads. Go back, draw back catalog. Go back around March. Um, But, yeah, look, I tell you one thing, though. Uh, Thankfully, we're in a nice, cosy, warm room in the beautiful surrounds of Fitzpatrick Castle. So I don't have any drafts. I don't have any breezes making this situation worse. We've got lovely heaters in here. I've even taken a hoodie off. And as anybody knows, when you have man flu, temperature control is vital. So the fact that I can take off a hoodie and I can just sort of relax right now, still me the world of good. Well, let's just say if we were in our old premises, we would we probably wouldn't be recording this week because you we were dead. Jesus. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. Uh, it is a beautiful spot up here, and it's not just Air Studio that's beautiful. The entire hotel is, especially Graham, the Grill Restaurant, the Dungeon in Fitzpatrick Castle, where you can get a beautiful set menu, three course meal, just twenty five ninety five. Come along, bring a friend, bring the family, have your party up here. Book in advance, you need to. Place is unreal. It was packed. There was a queues earlier on, bigger um, queues than that five guys place. Five guys. I've never had five guys. 
I've had it once and it looks amazing though, I have to say. Yeah. Did you like Fat Burger? Yeah. Yeah, then you'd like five guys. Yeah, I like Fat Burger. Fat Burger yeah. is like depending on what size you got, like the the big size is just Ah, it's too much. It's too much, it's man. Too much, man. You couldn't be doing that. Because I'd always go for the uh, chili cheese fries as well. Like, couldn't have a huge burger with them because them chili cheese fries would fit four. Like, no, I, I haven't. I'll, I'll, I'll actually probably go out of the way to try and get five guys. Yeah, I, I, like I'm not a big fan of going to Dundrum. Dundrum tends to irritate me. Yeah, like after I, about fifteen minutes, I get like irrationally irritated by strangers at times. Really? Yeah. Why? Just because they would do things stupid. Yeah, do you know it's I mean? irrational though. It is completely irrational. They haven't done that on me. They're not even making eye contact with me. And I just see the back of someone's head and I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> You've just made a decision. Yeah, just like they could turn around. It could be anybody. And in my head, I'm like, you definitely have done something to me somewhere in my life. I don't like you. I like the cinema in Dundrum. But I stay loyal to Dunleary. I, I, oh, I have issues with Dunleary. No, I go Dunleary. Loyal. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Slorgan man. Oh, no. Big fan of Slorgan. Can't be having slogans cinema. Yeah. Why, why, why do you have issues with Dunleary? Many moons ago, a manager in there accused me of something, and I vowed never to go back. Oh, fair play to you. And uh, that was when I was about, I don't know, say about 15 or 16. Really, that young? Yeah, and I haven't gone back since. And uh, I never will. Is he still there? He or she's still there? Couldn't tell you, because I haven't been. Oh, yeah, fair point. So, but it's, uh, yeah. They have a new cinema down there, a new uh, screen. Right. You know, do you know the, the back door entrance? Do you remember the back door entrance? Uh, yeah, the, double, I the do. slide, the yeah. automatic door. Yeah, yeah. When you came in years ago, that was just space. Yeah. Now it's a cinema screen with oh. about twenty seats. Okay. Yeah, it's tiny. That's where I went to see um, that Beatles documentary like, two weeks ago. It's oh, tiny yeah, little screen. Yeah. Um, um, we kind of got sidetracked here I didn't even We did as usual yeah, well, I just want to give two shout outs we do, well, Before I do that I need to remind people That if they're looking for more information On the beautiful menu oh, yeah. that's on And that's available here In the beautiful surrounds of Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel in Cliney You can just check out Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel On the internet On the internet And check them out on Facebook And their website of course Don't forget that Right then Speaking of food Yes Um Loyal listener to the show, Hannah, um, has sent us in a message to say she had her first voice bag. Hannah, 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 Hannah. Her first voice bag. She was getting it confused all this time with a spice burger. And any time we Lord. talked about it, she was like, I have one lot of spice burgers. But she got a spice bag, bag <laughs> last on. week and she loves them. Beautiful. Hannah. I'm going off them. Be careful, Hannah. They are severely addictive. <laughs> They are delicious. You'll be looking to have them for three meals a day. I guarantee you, coming down off a spice bag high is the equivalent of what your man went through on train spotting. It's difficult, but with the support of your loved ones, you'll get through it. She thought uh, a spice bag was just a bag version. Of a um, spice burger. <laughs> of a burger. Jesus. So. Well, we're delighted that we've. Congrats brought, to Hannah. We've brought her on side with it. Yeah. Hannah, let us know what sauce did you have with it? Because that's a key, key part oh, of the spice Oh, I didn't even bag. ask, actually. You know? Curry is the classic, but occasionally I like to surprise myself with satay. Really? Love I'm not satay. a satay lad. Oh, I love satay sauce, man. I would have never even have thought of putting a spice bag with another sauce, actually. Other than curry? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You see, like, you wouldn't put it with sweet and sour. I'd go with the Cambo barbecue as opposed to the Manly barbecue. Cambo barbecue sauce is nicer. I've never had it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like red. Right. Whereas the manly one is like curry, but yeah. tastes like barbecue. barbecue. 
that confused me. Yeah, it confused the show down. My senses would be all over the shop with that. Um, congratulations, Hannah. Well congratulations, done. Congratulations, Hannah. Oops, Spice Bags. You made a great life choice, and I'm proud of you. I think I'm over them, though, as well. I'm not. I'll never be over them. Um, I want to give a shout out to Greg Mulhall. Um, Greg. Super Greg. The greatest postman known to man. Greg plays bowls, Danny. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Greg plays bowls. Greg, where have you been all my life, man? I've been looking for somebody to go to bowls with me, but because I'm under the age of 65, nobody will go with me. Really? You Genuinely, I love bowls. I think, I could be wrong in this, but Greg's going to correct me, obviously, when he listens, but I think, he's. He, he, oh, I know, he's a part of the Dunleary Bowls Club, but yeah. I think they just won the league. If you stayed, lads, fair play. Bowls and curling. If I'm flicking through the channels and I find either one of them on, yeah. everything goes out the window. You should check his Facebook page because he has a team photo with all, all his uh, teammates. And he's the youngest boy about, I'd say about 90 years. Bowls is unbelievable. Oh, like Greg. Do you like bowls? Um, I probably will when I'm 60. It's unbelievable. I love it. Really? Genuinely, bowls and curling, man. What, what, when is bowls season again on BBC? Ah, it'd be a summer sport. Is it a summer sport? Ah, it would be, because it's on a lawn. Like, you know? yeah. Now, there is indoor, but I don't think that'd be the same now. I think outdoor would be... Why don't you go down and play with Greg? I might do. I, genuinely, I might actually look into doing because really? I, I can't play football or rugby anymore because... Well, I have the I have the knee of, of an old age pensioner, so maybe that's good enough to play yeah. ball. I wonder how Greg qualifies. Um, Only joking, Greg. Harsh. Um, <laughs> fair play to you, know, Greg. Bowls. I won't. I won't have a bad word said about that sport. Yeah. Unlike darts. Darts. I don't like darts. Yeah. I, I like darts. It's not a sport. I don't know whether it's a sport, but I like it. It's barely an activity. Sorry. It's barely an activity. Is this because the, of the physical presence of the lads? Like the stadium? No, not necessarily. Like, uh, like, like they don't. When I say the stadium, that might have been a bit disrespected. But what I mean is, like, they're not fine physical athletes. No, I, I don't think so. No, I, I mean, like, I wouldn't call John Hayes a fine physical athlete back in his day either. But granted, that was rugby ten years ago. But or Shane like, Bourne. Or, yeah, yeah, the the flying mullet. Um, but. I don't know, darts just does nothing for me, like, just nothing at all, like, I've, I've watched it because, you know, everybody watches it, and... Bowls a sport? 100% sport. Is it not, like, a bit the same, though? How? Well... I'm going to get very aggressive here. <laughs> I can sense it in here, and which I'm going to go, on, will I bother getting into this debate? <laughs> Do I really no, care? Look, 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 but, look, look, you have to practice... To get better at darts. Yeah, but you have to practice loads of things in life. Yeah, but you have to practice to get better at balls and yeah. get the ball in a certain position on yeah. on the on the green. See, here's my thing. And the dart on a special position on the dartboard. Here's my thing. I think for the vast majority of sport, you shouldn't be able to play it while pissed. Fair enough. And up until recently. Yeah. Darts players were even drinking on stage. Yeah, but before the Hearns took over the darts, um, when yeah. it was on UTV for years, before Sky took over as well, I mean, the lads had points of bitter. So you see your man Andy the Viking for them? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he lost a crap load of weight. He did, in fairness to him. But at the same time, he looked like his arm was like a ham hock. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, there was, you couldn't see an elbow, but you could see this weird hand at the end of this <laughs> lump, like. You know what I mean? Do you like darts? No. I, I love watching it around Christmas. Christmas. Christmas week, I love watching it. Yeah, you see, like like everybody else watches it, so it tends to be on, but I'd never go to the darts. I went to the darts twice out in City West. Yeah. And I had a good time. 
Yeah. Um, but what turned me off it was the microphone there. Sorry, lads. Huh? I hit the microphone. My hand there. Oh, just apologising. What 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 turned me off it a bit was probably the crowd. So we were sitting. You're gonna cringe at this, right? Um, we were sitting in our long table. There was about ten to twelve of us, and there's a song during the darts, and um, that the crowd sing is like "Stand Up If You Love the Darts," and they'd say they sang it every twenty minutes, and I was situated in a sea where the guy beside me was a bell end, yeah. and he kept every time that song came on. He'd hit, tip me on the shoulder and he'd say, Oh, bud, stand up there. Stand up, you love the dirt. <laughs> and I was like, you're not funny, man. Yeah. I don't even know you. Yeah. So 20 minutes later, stand up if you love the dirt. Buddy, come on, stand up, what? stand up. I was like, mate, you're getting worse out here. Piss off, like. Yeah. I think right. one of the lads had to say something to him in the end. I've grown very this is the things I have to put up with. I've grown very intolerant <laughs> of... Um, I, I'm very conscious as well of whenever I have man flu, I have a grouchy episode where I sound very just ugh. Happens every four weeks, is it? Hey. Hey. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of sports where people are idiots. It's what's put me off football. It's what tore me off football completely, like. Really? Yeah. So, um, what, what, what has turned you off football? The crowd or the, the, the participants? Mostly the crowds. Right. Idiots. Uh, Same at, with at live games or when you watch it on the telly? Both. Right. Both, yeah, same with GAA. Simple part, sport for simple people. <laughs> it is, though. Do I love I mean? Ga. Not a fan of it at all. Um, I, I love Ga when I was, ever since I was a kid. The only reason I don't go to Ga matches at Crow Park is the wheelchair facilities are absolutely malogent. This is another thing. Crow Park is not a world-class venue, and people need to give up on this illusion. It's world-class in the sense that it holds yeah, it's a large amount. The, the amount it can hold. But the facility fine. itself is awful. It is. As a stadium, it is piss poor. If if 2016, you can't hold uh, an adequate amount of wheelchair spectators, you're not yeah. on my list. Yeah, and even at that, the seats are rammed so close together. That's the only reason there's 80 odd thousand at it. Yeah. Otherwise, like if that was spaced out like the Aviva, it would be a 60,000 seater. But it's an awful kip. It's, it's not at. unsafe, though. No, it's not unsafe. I'm not saying it's unsafe. I'm just saying it's an awful kip. Yeah. And the hill, lads, get over the hill. Right, closed. They're very grouchy now. The hill no, is. Look, don't give me that the hill is historic. It's not historic. I, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say historic. That's what people usually go to. Or was, was I going to say it's historic? Right. So the man flu needs to chill out. Okay, sorry. What were you going to say? Take a about few the hill? deep breaths. I said I. I was about to say I love. I love looking at the hill when Dublin say like recently we're in the All Ireland final. The atmosphere just looks amazing, and I'm always watching it going. Wish I was on that hill. There was actually a proposal for wheelchair spectators to be based on two yeah. sides of the hill that didn't get the green light. And I was like, oh my God, that'd be unreal. Yeah. I love Ga. I love Horland more than I love football. Horland, look, Horland is, is is a mental sport and it takes a fierce amount of skill to play Horland. But GAA football-wise, I mean... Have you ever liked Ga? No, not really. No, no. Like I, I tried. Like I, like I played it in school to get out of classes and yeah. to I, get uh, out of classes. <laughs> and I tried to to get into it. You know what I mean? But would you watch the All Ireland final? Say no, no, no. Um, like I, I, I checked the results, so I know who won. So that when I go into work, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I wouldn't. Like I don't like golf. 
Yeah, that, that's okay. That's you okay. know, so... But, like, here's my thing I couldn't get into the Ryder Cup. Here's my thing with Gar, right? A team could score, say, three goals and four points. Yeah. Just give them 30 in, yeah? Do other shaggers can just ping it over the bar. Have you? Like, I mean, you're hitting it over the bar, lads. Mm. Like, I don't understand the sport. It doesn't but they miss. They miss mean? as well. What's What's your point that it's easy? Yeah. But there's a lot of wides. You're kicking it out of your hands. There's a lot of wides, though. Yeah, which says to me that it is an amateur sport. Well, it is an amateur sport. Exactly. So what's the point? My point is <laughs> that it's piss easy. And these lads missing is, like, I'm sorry. Not when we started on that international rail shit where if it goes wide, you can get a point. That's just a sympathy sport. I'm not I'm not really into this international rails. All I'm I'm not, I think the international rails is, like, it's pointless. pretty much like the British yeah. and Irish Lions. How dare you? You wash your mouth now, right? All I'm saying about GAA <laughs> is that if you can't ping a ball over a bar, kicking it out of your hands from 20 yards out, then, yeah, there, there's a reason you're playing an amateur sport and you're not professional. So you think they're failed soccer players? I just think they're failures. A lot of negativity of people that I've seen of actually friends, including yourself on social yeah. media, about Ga yeah. was... Someone wrote that they're not but failed footballers. Well, I don't know about failed that. soccer players. Don't know about that because you know a huge portion were probably raw loving bad things. They'd never played a foreign sport. <laughs> I'm getting into trouble here. Probably I'm going yeah, to yeah. You're very waters. grouchy. Um, it's a, it's 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 welcoming that you're acknowledging your grouchiness though. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but no, on no, from no. that sport, from that sport to another sport that you watched last weekend, yeah, wheelchair basketball. I did, and just, sorry, I just want to rewind and just say, I, I didn't miss your British and Irish Lions comment. <laughs> I'll be having a chat with you later. British and Irish Lions is exactly like the compromise rules. It's it, pointless. How, how they don't change the rules of the sport. No, but it's just pointless. It's, it's a pointless friendly. It's a combined team. It's a pointless friendly. It's not a friendly, it's a test match. It's a friendly. It's a test match. Test matches are friendlies. If yeah, it's not no. in the World Cup or the Six Nations, don't know. That's ridiculous. That's my view. That's the most ridiculous view. It's not ridiculous view, just because you don't like it. But it's it's a test match. It's not. It's a series, like. Yeah, but it's. So just do you deem everything in cricket uh, friendly? I don't acknowledge cricket as anything. Right. Cricket isn't the sport. Right. Starts is more of a sport than cricket. Well, that's preposterous. <laughs> I don't want. I'm I'm being harsh on cricket. I don't like cricket. That's all, so I don't care about cricket. That's fine. But all I'm saying is, but next cricket summer. seems on, on the naked eye looking in, cricket seems like it's just a whole year full of friendlies. Right. Well, all I'm saying is, summer 2017, British and Irish Lions in New Zealand. I'm looking forward to it. How many friendlies do they have? Um, they play about four friendlies and three test matches. Because <laughs> they do play friendlies. So they, they play against local teams. Any friendlies? No, to play four and three. Do you see my point though? The British and Irish Lions, like. It'd be good if they were then playing in a international tournament, but they're just going on tour to play friendlies. Lads from England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland just combining. Yeah. They don't play with each other year in year out. Of course they don't. And then they play with each other every four years. Every yeah, because that's how it works. Every four years. It's a friendly man. It's not a friendly crowd. It is. You need to it's, calm down. It's well, I I think I am quite calm because I don't <laughs> have the energy to. <laughs> Which is probably making me sound grouchier because I can't get animated about <laughs> this. But uh, the British and Irish Lions is a great rugby tradition. And I won't have you coming in here with your soccer paraphernalia on you, giving it a bad rap. Just my opinion, man. That's okay. Did you pick up that opinion with your hooligan friends in Tala? 
No. On the stadium? No. No. Yeah, they probably can't spell rugby. <laughs> there is absolutely no need for that grouchiness. <laughs> that grouchiness has gone OTT. Wheelchair basketball. Yes. The Ballybrack Bulls got off to an absolute flyer last week. Congratulations. We're back. We're back. Fell out my chair three times. Well, you dived once. I didn't dive. You did, man. That one in, was it the third or fourth quarter down at the far end from where I was sitting? 100% dive. <laughs> I, didn't, I can't dive out my chair, man. Yeah, man, I'm telling you now, Ronaldo would have been proud of that dive. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened, or I'll tell you what I did do. I lay down for a bit longer because yeah. I was a bit tired. And one of my teammates thought there was something wrong with me. And you I was were trying like, to get the most out of your dive. I just wanted the most. I didn't. <laughs> you nearly had me saying. <laughs> I just wanted the most out of the tackle because I was upended. Yeah. You was lucky right. you didn't upend them back to tick. Yeah, I was proud of you. You didn't seem to. I think you, I only seen you give away one, two fouls this time. Uh, th- two or three, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see uh, it. Th- th- it was. And you weren't lippy with the ref. I'm mm, proud of no, you for that I'm one. Captain, fantastic man. I'm the change man. Yeah. I, in fairness, I do get warrants before the matches. Yeah, yeah. You probably should have scored about twelve baskets. You only I scored know. three, four. I got twelve points. Yeah, so it's not really, it's not really my job to score. Um, oh yeah. There's oh, here's the excuses now. No, no, here's no, no. the excuses. Here we, we go. We talked about classifications before. Yeah. So my classification in wheelchair basketball is one point five, which is a small player. So you'll see me uh, in my basketball chair in a kind of bucket seat, and it's my job. You will see to go down the key. And but what's the key? Sorry, the key. So we have the. Is it, you know the, the so the basketball net is there, and then. The D. Graham is currently drawing a diagram. I'm drawing a diagram. So the D um, around the net. You love the D, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so you spend most of your time in the D or on the D, do you? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> so there's two on each side. There's one on, the, one on the top for D. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 So then we're going on offense. So it's my job as a small player to get in around here or in, in around the bottom of the base. So you're coming in around the back of the day there? Yeah, I'm coming in from behind. Okay. So, but the player behind me, it's my job to get them in and to get them close so you're to helping, the basket. you're helping somebody get into the day? Yeah. Okay. And I'll take them from behind to get into Good work, how are you? That's horrible in you, and I'm only joking. You're talking about the, <laughs> the, the shape of the thing around the, the basket. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the semi It's called a seal. So I go in, and then someone comes in after me, and they have to try and get in. I if I break through the D, the the defend the defender. Well, then my player from behind me can get in uh, closer, and then take a shot. And they're taller players than me because they're different classification. So um, I shoot when I can, but I I tend to shoot when I go on breaks. Um, but it was a good win. It was a good win. It was a, it was a good solid performance. We drew them in the cup as well, the first round of the cup, Beautiful. which will be held in Lawrence's College on a Saturday in November, which I'll confirm. Great. So, so Ballybrack Bulls versus Galway Titans coming to Lawrence's yeah, soon in the national as cup, well as the fact that we have the Christmas special December seventeenth in Lorno for the Bulls. Yeah, December seventeenth. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's at half four against Clonmacy, the team Stick who that we, in your calendar, who we beat in the final. So. Um, I'm expecting a large presence there. Hopefully, yeah. At yeah. half four Saturday, December seventeenth against Clonmacy. Um, had a bit of a row with one of their players last year, so that so might add a bit of spice to it. Do you want me to bathroom for you? No, it's grand. I'll All kill right. him myself. Deadly. Just I'll kill him by beating him. If you need me, just give me a shout. Beat them. 
Um, but yeah, no, generally good to see us off to a good start to yeah, the season. It was, it was a good um, nice little crowd out as well. A few people travelled out. Yeah, a friend of the show, Al Foran. Al was there. Him of impressions, fam. Al's gent, and he came along to cheer you on as well. With his brother, loving life. Yeah, and yeah. then Holly and Sam, my friends, came up. Yeah, you Cubes, yeah. Shane Fitz, Gar, Caddy. Yeah, loving life. Look at that. Bultras on tour. Bultras on tour. Just need to get a few uh, uh, pom poms and a and a poster. I look, I look great in a rah rah skirt. <laughs> in an IRA skirt. Rah rah. <laughs> oh, be the whole. Do you like me rah remote? Uh, yeah, Graham sent me a photo during the week. Um, we have WTS pod merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I ignored the merchandise in the photo because Graham's remote control is a tricolor. So what? It is green, white, and Arasta. Me sky. Yeah, your me sky How did you get that tone even in the first place? It's a sticker. I bought it on Amazon. You actually bought a sticker for your remote control to <laughs> yeah. support a ra. Yeah. Jesus. You're too far gone, aren't you? I'm gone, man. That's it, man. There's That's no it. turning back. Telling you now. Is that a heart or a balaclava? I can't tell. Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, slightly sadder news, Graham. Yes. Um, MMA fighter, UFC fighter, ultimate fighter of the Salmon v. Jones season veteran, Josh Salmon has passed away. God love How did um, he die then? Don't, well, at the time of recording, it hasn't become clear, but like, he's only 28 years old. He was found unconscious in a house in Florida, um, alongside a friend who was also, oh, I think his friend was actually pronounced dead at the scene. Um, he was in, he basically slipped into a coma, he was in a coma for, I think it was five days, never again consciousness, and passed away. But um, very interesting bloke, Josh Salmon. Um, when was his last fight? I think it was against Tim Bosch um, when the Sanyos fought Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, okay. Now, I could be wrong on yeah. that, but I think that's what so it was. So it was this year? Was that fight this year? No, it would have been last, de- last December, wouldn't it? Oh, it was December, yeah. Yeah, it was after the week after yeah. McGregor beat Aldo. Yeah. Um, no, I could be wrong. I'm trying to recall that from, you know, I don't have the notes in front of me for it, but... Um, Josh Salmon's an interesting bloke. He brought out a book earlier this year, um, a kind of memoir. Now, for a bloke who's 28 years old... I was going to say. ...to have brought out a memoir, um, but there's good reason for that, um, in the sense that he's had his problems, he's had his demons, and one of the things was that his girlfriend died in a car crash while texting him. Oh, They were texting my each other, God. and she acclimated off the road. So no, it was last fight. Sorry, Danny. His last fight was Tim Bowich, or was this July? Oh, was this July? Was it? Yeah. Did he fight on that the Sanyos yoke card? I'm fairly certain I seen him fight on yeah, that card. Yeah, he did. He fought. He lost to Tamden McCrory. Ah, sorry. Okay, so I, I was half right. Yeah, half wrong, which makes me wrong. <laughs> um. So yeah, texting um, his girlfriend. Yeah, he, they were they were texting each other. Um, and there's a part in the book where did you read the book? No, I read an excerpt of it okay. that's come out since he, he passed away. But I think I will buy the book. It sounds quite interesting. There's a part in it where he's describing before his girlfriend went out in the car and um, before she passed away. And he's saying that uh, she was crying in the shower because she had hepatitis C. And as part of that, her hair was falling out. And like she was crying because she could see the hair in the drain plug of the shower. Um, she went out in the car. They were texting each other. And he said once she stopped texting, he knew something was wrong. He knew something was wrong. Anyway, it comes to pass that she's been in a car accident, she passes away, and when he comes home, he goes into the bathroom, and the first thing he sees is her hair in the shower. 
you know what I mean? So that kind of thing, like it's. Oh, wow. But yeah, he was he, he's a very interesting bloke, and he had started to write for a couple of MMA websites. He had wrote stuff on UFC's website, but he had also started to write for um, SB Nation. And then he seemed like he, he like he had, he had a good head. He had an audition coming up for Fox um, to do some stuff with John Anik. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't surprise me because he did, like from reading the, the articles, some of the stuff that he wrote, and then from like reading the excerpt, exp, uh, excerpt of this book, it definitely seems like he's. You know, like he, he has a brain, like and that kind of thing. But um, the book, if anybody wants to to check it out, it's called The Housekeeper: Love, Death, and Prize Fighting. Um, it came out, I think, it was in April or May this year. So you should be able to find it handily enough on Amazon or one of them. But I personally, I'm going to get it myself. Um, it certainly looks like a good read. Um, obviously, given the circumstances now, it's a pity that this is how it's coming to life for me. But uh. Yeah, like he he talks about it as well that he had had his battles with addiction and benzos and pharmaceuticals and that kind of thing. And there's wow. a part where he says that uh, he was in a room and beside him was a gun, and like he'd pop pills, pass out, and wake up. And he's like, every time he woke up, he could just see that gun there, and it was just like, will I, will I, will I? Then he'd pass out again. He said like at one point though, he woke up and it was like he had this moment of sobriety where he was like, what am I doing? Like. What am I doing? It's mad. So he seemed like a troubled. He seemed like a dude or a troubled character. Yeah. But I mean, twenty-eight years of age, um, and gone. So very sad story. But is like, it, people are going to think when they see MMA, they're probably going to think that he d- died in the cage. Well, this but is. It, it sounded like he had his demons, and as well as him having his demons, uh, Tyson Fury, who I'm not a huge fan of, seems to have yeah, his demons. Yeah. But when I say I'm not a huge fan of, I just, I just don't get his bravado or whatever. But I don't get it myself. He's after um, coming out this week. He he's bipolar and he's yeah. going through a lot of demons at the moment. And he said he retired, and he said he didn't retire. But he's basically saying that he's battling very, very bad depression. Where like Josh Salmon's example there with the going every morning. Yeah. He's saying if he doesn't, he went through a period of time there over the last two months where if he didn't drink or do drugs, he was like, what's the point? Yeah. So he's clean actually four or five days, but he wrote a piece of the, the Rolling Stone and uh, he was just saying like, it was actually a very sad piece. Yeah. Because like he's, he has bipolar and you could actually tell he's got bipolar if you follow him on Twitter. Because one minute he's saying something, and then the next, it's almost like he's forgot what he just said. Yeah, that I makes sense. So one day he yeah. retired, then he didn't retire, and then he's putting up like Fury Montana, yeah. Tony Montana after. picture, but it's him after being done for coke. coke and then he's like, like, "There's nothing wrong with doing coke," he's saying, and it's just mad. He, I hope he gets well though. He's a dude who, apparently, I don't have a lot of time for, but when you see things like that you, like it paints a picture of a dude who does have his demons I mean somebody has their demons like that it's harder to feel as begrudging towards them you kind of like look I hope they get the help they clearly need you kind like, of nearly feel bad don't you um, yeah but I, I don't like feeling bad for people I don't think it's I, I don't know like I can't empathise no I don't you're kind of feel I've reading the article today that yeah. Fury did with the Rolling Stone I, I almost felt bad for not liking him I suppose yeah I get what you mean yeah he um no, he's just still, because of what he's gone through. Yeah, he's still a character that I don't think, even if he did fight again, I don't think I could cheer for him. 
but that's not to say that I don't wish she gets the help and support that clearly is needed. Like, um, I think it's it's not a new story boxing needs right now, considering the again another, another tragedy as well. Uh, last week, Mike Tell, the Scottish boxer, yeah, um, who lost after his fight and then died the next day. Like, again, look, it's it's a tragedy, and tragedy happens in sport, but. And I don't want to harp on about it because it's wrong, but like, I'm. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed that this hasn't got the attention that Joe Carvalho got when Joe Carvalho was, pa- was, was passed away earlier yeah. this year. Um, if you're going to scrutinise one sport over that, you scrutinise them all as far as Why I Why do you say. think they aren't, though? Especially because this is. Because boxing is an accepted sport. Box, like, I mean, if you look at the coverage that boxing gets around the Olympics and that in Ireland, especially, or if there's an Irish boxer boxing for a title. Or like I mean, look at Andy Lee, or even look at the the situation with Mick Conlon and that. Now that they've signed professional, huge news and that kind of thing. Boxing is a mainstream sport in this country. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying if it, if MMA was a mainstream sport, there wouldn't be much light on Jael Cavalio's death. I think because boxing is an accepted sport, that the situation with MMA is that because there's still a lot of people who are opposed to it, there's still a lot of people who don't understand it, there's still a lot of people who are awfully ignorant towards the sport. Yeah. So when they see something like this, it just cements all that ignorance and all those opinions that they formed without ever actually having bothered to, to look into it and that kind of thing. And it gives them that torch to wave. Whereas with boxing, it's collateral. It's a tragic event. It shouldn't have happened. But you know the risk when you what, step between what, the ropes. What can they do in boxing to prevent this? Um, look, I'm, I'm not huge. I'm not huge into boxing. Like I, I watch it from time to time. I'm more of an MMA fan. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm boxing, not saying like. I'm not saying for one second that there aren't safety protocols and that that event wasn't up. To, I don't know. What I do know is that tragically a young chap has died because yeah. of a fight, and I accept that's part of it. But uh, like, as we've talked about in this podcast before, I accept with any sport, you're taking a risk. Like, you know. Um, <sighs> What can boxing do differently? I don't know. What can any sport do differently in terms of safety, though? Oh, well, boxing, can referees have a more involved role? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the referee that was in this fight is the same referee that was in the Chris Chris Eubank Jr. fight a couple of months ago where your man was put into a coma as well. Yeah, Jesus. Now, I'm open to correction on that. Let's tweet us at WTS part if I'm wrong. Um, But if that's the case... I don't know, the, the common denominator there is it's that referee. Good, it's not a good home for so, the ref, is it? So can referees do more? I don't know. I haven't even seen the incident. I don't know if it was just a freak punch that, that, that done it. I don't know if it was accumulated damage. But, I mean, I don't know, maybe somebody like Paulie Kinsley, who we had in the podcast previously, would be in a far better position to kind of talk about this sort of thing. And, you know, look, the, the simple fact for me is that there are deaths in every single sport. Some of them granted, are more dangerous than others. Mountain climbing is a dangerous sport. Yeah. Paragliding is a dangerous sport. Motor racing is a dangerous sport. But they're not alone. Boxing yeah, and not. MMA are dangerous. I accept that. Your but your point is that, yeah, there's just, there's not the same outcry. You're yeah. not saying you're not saying they need to get better or they need to regulate better. You're just saying, you know, be be equal with the reporting of bad yeah, well, sports. Yeah, well, I think MMA in Ireland did need regulation and it's... If there's one positive to come out of that Joe Caravaggio situation, it's the fact that they've made advances and they're starting to really work towards that. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to scrutinise a death in one sport, why, why aren't you scrutinising it? And there was calls for MMA to be banned after that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't see anybody calling. Just by calling, cabbages, though. 
don't see anybody calling for people to stop climbing Everest. I don't see people calling for the, the end of boxing. You know what I mean? So There's tours, I mean, for God's sake, to go to Everest. Like, look, no sport is innocent. Football is sleepwalking right now into a situation where they are like rugby. Rugby and football are both in the same boat with this, as far as I'm concerned. Rugby maybe a little bit more so. But concussion. Concussion and brain injuries and later life. And, I mean, the fact that, like, like look at Jeff Astle, for example, mm. the situation around that, like, clearly diagnosed with CTE from heading the ball. And people are going to say, oh, it was a heavier ball back then, it's far more damaging. It was. But that ball couldn't be kicked as hard with as much pace and as much ferocity as this new ball. Yeah. So fair enough, this new ball is lighter, but it's still a projectile that you are heading. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so what? What can they do? Let's say for football. Let's say what? What can they do? For, rugby seems to be in a lot serious position. Um, rugby's than in football because a lot of young, a lot of younger rugby players are retiring yeah. because of concussion. Well, in the last, what week, can they do to 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 stop it? Is it the professional game? Uh, look, football is being faced with some serious issues, and nobody's talking about it. And to me, they should be. I think the Telegraph ran a, a thing about this. They earlier. did. It was a good article as well um, earlier this year about Jeff Astle. Jeff Astle came yeah. into it as well. We were trying to actually get Doctor Willie Stewart. Um, he's, he's a brain. He's a neuroscientist, and he is the guy who diagnosed CTE in Jeff Astle's brain. We were trying to get him on the podcast, but just unfortunately it didn't work out. Um, what can they do about it? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have the answers, but I mean, like, th- there maybe are they don't have the answers, and that's why they won't address it. There, but that's not no reason to, to not discuss it and have an open forum about it. There yeah. are countries that are banning heading the ball at underage levels, and that's a right move to me. Yeah, that is that is a smart move. That is a good move. You know what I mean? The same way rugby doesn't allow contact up until a certain age in football, it makes sense to me that you don't header the ball until you're a certain age. Yeah, and even at that. It's very easy to get a concussion as well, isn't it? Very easy to get a concussion, like, you know? And it's not even getting a concussive blow. It's a sub-concussive blow. And yeah. if they multiply, it's just as dangerous, like. That's one of the things in rugby. Rugby isn't necessarily about just getting a concussion straight off the bat. It's the fact that they're a sub-concussive blow. And, and like, kind of, it was described before, Bennett Amalu, the, the, the film Concussion with Will Smith is about a doctor called Bennett Amalu. And the way he describes it is that, kind of, your brain isn't rigid. It's not fixed. Like, it's in fluid and it moves around like so any motion that causes your head kind of to snap back and forth from side to side your brain is bouncing off the inner walls of your head like yeah and that like anything else is going to cause little damages here and there like so if you get enough of them and it builds up and it builds up the thing about your brain is unlike your arm if you cut your arm it scabs over it heals if you bruise the bruise eventually goes away brain cells don't regenerate so if if you damage your brain you damage your brain like yeah and as you said, like rugby players retiring, I mean, we've had two in the last week retire due to concussion. Nathan White of Connacht, Alistair Harrington. Harrington. Yeah, um, South African lock. And like, the, both, uh, both of them young guys as well. Like, they're Harrington, tw- 20s. Is Harrington is 30, and Nathan White, I think, is 33. Um, okay, so they went in their 20s. <laughs> no, but the point is that they're in positions that tend to play. Like, Harrington's the second row. Second rowers tend to go deep into their 30s. Brad Thorne is still playing. He's in his 40s, and he's a world class player. Like, mm. What we're seeing though was a trend. Them two guys have retired due to concussion. We've now got players and ex-players suing clubs. Killian Willis, Irish player, played for Sale Sharks, suing Sale Sharks at present because they made him play on or they allowed him to play on with concussion. He had to retire then because of that concussion. Now that happened eight or nine years ago when he's suing them now retrospectively. 
But the big one, and the one that people should really watch out for, Canadian international Jamie Cudmore. Big second row, big unit of a player. Physical, physical player. Played for Clermont Auvergne, who are one of the biggest clubs in France. French champions. Uh, not last year, but before. Metro or Champions this year. Never mind. Um, he is suing Claremont. He left Claremont, and he's now suing them over failing to act on concussion. So that's a player who was still in the game. He's still active in that division, and he's suing his former club. If either of those cases are found in favour of the player, it's setting a precedent. And what you're going to see then is a string of players doing it, and it could expand into suing leagues, suing governing bodies, you know what I mean? Like the IRB have to address this. Dr. Barry O'Driscoll quit the IRB three years ago because he said they were not doing enough about concussion. Not a lot has changed since then. Wow. Um, have we seen any NFL players sue the cl- uh, clubs? Well, the NFL... Or the was, franchises? It was a class action suit as far as I know and that's how... It was kept it, hush-hush, wasn't it? Well, uh, well, they tried to keep a hush-hush but I think now with everything that's come out about it now, I think it's a billion dollar deal or something like that that was signed to... A billion dollar deal? I think so, yeah. Because Jesus. the amount of players and that, like, and there's this duty of aftercare and all that kind of thing. Like, so, like, look, I get it. Look, sport, no matter what sport you play, there's risks. There's dangers for everybody, like. But the governing bodies need to look at it. And I, I like, the concussion may have an element of flavour of the month about it. But it's only because, like. There's real stories there. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's. It's such a tangible thing. Like, like I've been concussed. I, I've had a concussion. I've had two concussions. But the the thing about it is that the evidence is there to suggest that, like, concussion in later life can be really dangerous. You get a couple of concussions in your 20s. It comes back to bite you in the arse in your 50s and your 60s. You know what I mean? Like, Has there, other than Jeff Astle, yeah. has there been any other footballers... Well, this Bobby is Stiles, he he th- has one, doesn't he? I'm not sure, but Jack Charlton, they're kind Jack of blaming their memory loss. A lot of the England '66 team, yeah, players from that era, are now starting to say like they've memory loss. Look, you know, early, like, like early Jeff, Alzheimer's, early onset dementia and Alzheimer's. Like Jeff, Jeff Astle was in his fifties, and West Brom legend. Yeah, yeah, West Brom legend. Yeah, and uh, in his fifties, dementia and Alzheimer's. He died not remembering he was a footballer. Like this is a bloke who scored a winning goal in the FA Cup final. Yeah. And he died not remembering that he was a footballer. Yeah. And he was a footballer like say in the sixties, <coughs> so there's no way they were gonna diagnose in the sixties. No. The thing about it is that and the big pig skin footballers, the footballs that they use as well. Yeah, but again, the footballs they use today are lighter, but they just get kicked harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look, we've all got a belt of the ball in the head. It does hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have guys who are like getting that week in, week out, training session every single day, match on a Sunday. I don't know. I just think that something needs to be looked at. Um, like I, I really do feel like a lot of sports are sleepwalking towards something that they don't even they don't realize how big it is. Rugby in particular. So we really need to get somebody on to talk about this. Yeah. Um. You mentioned the NFL there, right? Yeah. And slightly. We'll, we'll try bring it up a bit because that's a bit of a downer. Like. Segway? Segway City. Friday Night Lights. Y- you got football. Wrapped up in it. American football. I did. I absolutely loved it. It was 10 years old during the week. That's mental. 10 years old. And I'm only after finishing. 
all seasons of it. It's now what off. What were you Netflix. like when you finished? What were you happy with the finale? Um, I was. I thought they. They, I thought it was done. I don't want to, in case, I don't know, it's 10 years. Can it's it 10 be, years, can it be you can talk about it. I thought it was beautifully wrapped up, and Coach Taylor's sacrifice just epitomizes what a man he is. Coach Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, should be the president of the United States, <laughs> with Tim Riggins as his vice president. <laughs> you love Riggins, don't you? Oh my God, Riggins is my boy. I love Mrs. T, man. Great woman, great woman. And I love Julie. No. Oh, what no, no, Julie, the, the Taylors deserved a better daughter. <laughs> Julie Taylor was not a good what, daughter. What, I can't, like, what was it with you? Every time I, wa- I watched the three summers ago, and it was a case of after every episode ending, I was like, I'll just watch another. I'll just watch another. And it, it's because I wanted it. I was gripped. I got through five seasons in two weeks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like I just... It's class. It was brilliant. Like, I don't even like American football. But after watching that, I was like, I need a team. I need a team. Like, there's no such thing as the Dylan Panthers or the East Dylan Lions. I need a team. Like. But you can get Dylan Panthers t-shirts. You can get a Riggins jersey. I have a clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose t-shirt. Beautiful. I think I will get a Riggins jersey. I hate wearing it. Like, I, I don't believe oh, I missed it. I don't want a jersey. But it's a fictional team. It doesn't exist. <laughs> You're an arsehole. <laughs> it's Riggins, man. Riggins is my boy. My boy. Texas forever. What about Street? Did you like Street at the start? I did. I liked Street at the start. I felt as the series went on, he got a bit whingy or something like that. Yeah. Especially around the time that he had a baby. Yeah. Around that time, I was like, I'd love to just slap you. Like. Imagine being imagine being a whinger yeah. when you're after ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah, I know. I mean, come <laughs> on, like, big deal. What was um, Garrison? Was it? Saracen. Saracen. Matt Saracen. Oh, Matt Saracen. Q- QB1. Unbelievable. Number man. seven. Unreal. Love Matt Saracen. Um, Looking after his granny with Alzheimer's. Smash. Oh, Smash. Unbelievable. Did you like Smash? Unbelievable player. Great talent, but an arrogant little dickhead. Yeah, an arsehole. Um, yeah. When you finished watching that, yeah. the, the week of it, I start watching Last Chance You. Yes, this is on Netflix. On Netflix. I'm tempted to move on to it, but I'm also weary of moving on to it. No, 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 it, it's a it's a documentary, so it's not right. a it's not a series or anything like that. It's a, okay. maybe five or six episodes. S- similar enough to uh, Friday Night Lights. It's in a little town, and it's following a local football team, college. Yeah. It's a community college football team, but they're going on some winning streak record. Okay. So it just follows them and their coach and... Th- their everyday lives and for, it's six episodes called Last Chance You about the East Mississippi Lions I think and it's 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 definitely worth a watch after watching Friday Night Lights no, he's still and Lions. their coach's name is Buddy Stevens oh, so close to me Buddy Garrity Buddy Garrity what a character uh, right three episodes in when he brought in Voodoo all that shit that happened with Voodoo way yeah. back and said I hated Buddy I was like Buddy what are you doing to Coach Taylor you loved him did though but as the, but as the season as went, went on, on and even in season five like towards the end and everything that happened with Coach Taylor getting screwed over yeah. and being put in the, the, the crap school. Yeah. And then he brings that school to stay. Oh. Everything about it. And Buddy Garrity. You can't even watch it on <sighs> Netflix anymore. I've goosebumps here. It's, it's just, lads. Look, we don't encourage illegal downloading, so go out and buy the box set. Wink, wink. It's worth it. It's if you've deadly. not watched, if you have watched Friday Night Lights, tweet us. Tweet us your Friday Night Lights memories. Hashtag WTS FNL. <laughs> yeah, WTSFNL. Right. Um, what else have you been watching lately? Tweet us your Coach Taylor quotes, your memories of Tim Riggins. Stree. Stree. Saracen. Saracen. 
Luke. Julie Taylor. No, don't um, think Julie Taylor. Who's the other guy that we loved? You put it up on, on the, the Twitter machine that he looked like. James McLean. Oh, oh, Landry. 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 What a player. James McLean and Landry are, are a ringer. Yeah. Loved Landry. Landry yeah, love Landry's that. a good guy. Punch him well above his weight in the yeah. women department as well. Big Tyra? time. Tyra? Get in there, Landry. Big time. Are you watching anything else? I've, I've gone on a bit of a uh, documentary binge for the last week or so. Um, now, I've, I've stayed clear of documentaries. I've watched a couple of films. Right. And I've uh, started Luke Cage on the Netflix I've heard mixed stuff about it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be into it. It's Marvel, is it? It's Marvel, yeah. I'm. How come f- a lot of those Marvel series are going straight to Netflix? Or are they? Uh, yeah, no, a lot of them seem to be. I think Netflix just uh, bought a, a lot They're of not them. Netflix originals, though, are they? I they don't, don't produce them, I, do they? I, I, no, I think Marvel Studios do when they sell them to Netflix. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. Is it any use? It's slow, but I'm five episodes in. And I'm kind of saying I'll stick with it. It's a ten-episode season. Yeah. So I'm kind of saying I'll sit through season one and I'll make a decision at the end of it. So it's got over the first hurdle of me even staying with it, like. Yeah. But um, I'm not in love with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not fr- FNL love. No, like Friday night lights, like I was staying up till three in the morning, going. Love one, it. One more episode. Whereas I Luke, need a good show like that now because I haven't had one in yeah, years. Whereas with Luke Cage, I'm kind of I've watched a few episodes. I'm kind of like, ah, yeah, I'll stick that on later, and I go back to flicking through Sky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well Doesn't then it's have not that good. Love. Or if you're on your phone um, watching a series, then it's not then a good not series. Good. That's a fair point. The only time you should go on your phone when you're watching a series when something huge happens and you just need to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. The way I was with you when I thought they had sacked Coach Taylor. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Stuff. I was outraged. Um, um, I, yeah. I watched... I went... We were Both of us were invited to the premiere of Cardboard Gangsters last week. Yeah, that's I right. went... Um, previous guests of the show Mr. John Connors and uh, Mark O'Connor, Mark O'Connor yeah. both of them written and directed the movie I went to the premiere last Friday it's a great movie it's uh, it's up there with some of the kind of crush proof type films it, from an Irish perspective yeah like, it, it's it's set in it's set in Darndale yeah. group of lads just trying to get by yeah start selling hash as you do as you do then Start selling heroin, then getting involved with the local kingpin, and then just chaos ensues. Okay. But it's a really, really, really good film. Okay. It's going to be on, I think, TV3 before Christmas, so look out for it. Cardboard Gangsters. Keep an eye out. I think yeah. it's getting a cinema release in January, but okay. um, it's really good. Really good acting in keep, it as well. Very funny. There's parts in it that's it's like dark comedy, but it's very funny. Mm. Um, I watched Amanda Knox. On Netflix, a Netflix original. Foxy Noxy. Yes, Foxy yeah. Noxy. Amanda Knox was an American student that went to Italy. Italia. In, yeah, she Italia. went. To, she went to Perugia to be, a, to be a student. Um, I can't remember what she was studying, but she was there five days. She fell in love with an Italian guy. Yeah. She roomed with an English girl. Um, she was with the Italian guy one night. She went home the next day. Um found stuff in, in the house in the apartment whatever it was to be quite suspicious yeah. her roommate Meredith Kircher her Meredith Kircher, yeah. Kircher her, her room was locked Kircher was found dead yeah. the police arrested Amanda and her boyfriend mm-hmm. and tried to tie them up with it 
remember this story. It's really good. It's only an hour yeah. and a half, so I'd go out. I would go out right to watch it. I um, I remember when that was a big news thing, and to the best yeah. of my knowledge, she was acquitted, got on the first plane possible back to America, and since then the Italians have been trying to get her extradited back for retrial, isn't it? Um, not entirely, but when she done three or four years in prison, was acquitted. Yeah, and then legged it. No, but not legged it as in no, I'm she, getting straight out of here she was allowed to go home she yeah, was, yeah, she was yeah. it, it was overturned yeah then it was I think it was either the family or the prosecution uh, got a not a retrial but they basically overruled right um, the acquittal yes so then uh, Amanda Knox and co then went to the Supreme Court the highest court in Italy yeah and then she was acquitted okay. like it's a new story i'm not ruining things you know no, no, it was it's out news. there yeah, but yeah. this documents what happened and what went on and yeah it's very interesting it's another tale of I, I, the I, police not finding enough evidence and trying to frame people yeah and i remember the tabloid certainly tried to paint her as a sex slave yeah like an nymphomaniac and addict this, yeah. sex addict and it was crazy where they yeah. were coming up with these things so um, check out that on on the netflix yeah it's a netflix original it's really cool yeah, um, I only heard about it the other day and I watched it on Monday. It's really yeah. good. Um, on the RTE player, just because you mentioned John Connors there, it just popped back into my head. Yeah. Um, the last two Wednesdays, part three coming up this Wednesday, uh, John Connors, The Travellers. Yeah. When he was in here with us, he was talking about this, that he was doing this uh, mini series or documentary series for RTE. Uh, very very interesting it is very interesting very I'm interesting I'm up to speed with them now um, so check check it out on the, if you haven't seen it already check it out on the player and then this very sad as well I have to say some of it is yeah yeah um, it kind of makes you think as well though doesn't it like kind of some of the stuff that goes on and like it's, it's ignorance on my, as I said when John was in here it's ignorance on my part but when you hear about like racial slurs or that sort of thing you never think of travellers you no. just instantly think you know like black people or you know anti-semitism jewish people you, you know what i mean like you yeah. always go to a certain minority without actually thinking travellers yeah i think i think um i think fianna fall have a lot to blame in relation to the traveling the kind of perception on travellers right. from high in the 60s with that final solution thing yeah that, yeah that's mad that's crazy because the documentary kind of touches and alludes to the fact that prior to that, the settled folk and the travellers yeah. had quite a good relationship. And then this final solution thing that Charles, how he wanted to bring in, mm. was segregating travellers from the settled community. Interesting you should bring up Charles Hawley. Charles Hawley, look, obviously now everybody knows what an absolute goon he was. Yeah. But uh, Hawley was rubbing shoulders with Nazis. Really? Yeah. Um, a guy called Otto Scornsey, who, so they say, was Hitler's favourite soldier. Um, after the war, moved to Ireland and bought a house down the Curra and hosted big parties. And old Charlie Hawhey was one of the people who'd be rubbing shoulders with Otto. You're joking me. Yeah. Um, How did he get to, uh, get to Ireland? Like, was he welcome or...? Well... I wouldn't say that they tried to keep him. I don't know if they rolled out the red carpet for him, but certainly, leading politicians, and certainly there was a lot of people who would have. They're been obviously aware of his Nazism. Oh, 100%. Like, this is, like, I mean, yeah, it's not like he was a secret Nazi. Like, this is a guy who. Um, he broke Mussolini out of jail. 
like that that story. I moved to the court. This guy moved to the court. Yeah, he bought a house in the court. Yeah, Jesus. he uh, he won competitions for raising lambs and everything. Like crazy. Yeah, Otto Scarface Scornsy. He um the Mussolini thing is insane. Mussolini, uh, the Italian resistance, I think, had captured Mussolini and he had him locked up in this castle type thing. And uh, Scornsy was tasked with freeing Mussolini because obviously the Axis, you know, Germany, Japan, Italy, the lads. Um, and Hitler was basically like, get Benito out of prison there, chaps. So Scornsy devised the plan where uh, using paragliders, they paraglide in, break Mussolini out, and away he goes. So there you go. Yeah, Scornsy, Otto Scarface Scornsy. Look and how he was a mate of this lad. I don't know if it goes so far to say he's a mate, but he was definitely rubbing shoulders with him and was definitely in attendance at these parties. Like, Ireland has a weird history with Nazis, though. Like, a weird history with it. Like, there was a lot of them that came over here afterwards. Like, remember when you were in school? Remember the books? Follins? Follins. Follins educational books? Yeah, like the maths books and all? Yeah. Yeah. Albert Follins. Nazi. No way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. So they actually... We gave them a bit of shelter... And yeah. they also made a name for themselves yeah. after there was the biggest R- atrocity ever. Yeah, there was an RT documentary a couple of years ago that, that covered some of this as well. But um, Klisman, that, that was another one, uh, Helmut Klisman, he was another one. He set up a pharmaceutical company that's still in operation today, H.G. Klisman. Jesus. Um, he was another Nazi. Who else? There's loads of, like, genuinely, there are a lot of them. Like, it's insane. Um Ireland, a little bit of a refuge. And see, this is the thing, like, this is devil airs of Ireland during the war, you know what I mean? Oh, we're not taking a side, oh. Yeah, you, you were helping the Allies, but you're kind of more than happy now that the war is over to welcome in some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy stuff, like, but yeah, Hawhey and uh, Scornsey, that's a, an interesting dynamic. There you go. YouTube, or not YouTube, I <laughs> mean YouTube that. Look it up on the internet, lads. Otto Scarface Scornsey. Crazy. 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 <laughs> Hitler, Hitler's henchman. He was Hitler's favourite soldier. That's what they say about him. So, clearly, you know, like, I mean, they wouldn't be calling somebody Hitler's favourite soldier unless. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, Channel 4 been running a documentary the last couple of weeks, uh, The Most Hated Man Ever, like Hitler. So they've been good documentaries on More 4. Channel yeah. 4 and More 4, I think. Yeah. Um, I, w- I watched the uh, thing this week as well, Kevin McGarren's. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin McGarren's. Yeah. M C G A H E R N S. He's the host of Republica Telly, and he's doing a. I don't know whether it's a three piece or four piece or whatever, but he's doing a documentary on just traveling around America. Yeah. And it only started last Monday, but it, or last Tuesday, but it was very good. Um, he just went around to survivalists in America, uh, spent a few days with them, went to all these militias in Ohio and all it's just it's just a different world yeah America is such like I know because obviously like you know when we go on holiday to America you tend to go to like a big city like yeah. LA or New York or Boston yeah but that's of, westernized yeah in like, inverted commas like it's crazy when you see some of the things like like he went to a Rep- he went to the Republic convention right now yeah. he wasn't in it he was just loitering outside and interviewing people outside but I think the whole premise of the people showing up outside was about the um, the, the Second Amendment, about the guns. Yeah, the, the right to bear arms. The right to bear stuff. arms. And they all, like every Republican supporter outside the rally, all had guns. Yeah. And Kevin was interviewing them, and he interviewed one guy. I'd say he was about 24, 25. And he had a rifle over his shoulder. And Kevin's like, God, so why did you feel the need to bring the gun today? 
and he's like oh because it's my it's my right to yeah and he's like and if someone was like approaching you to attack you would you use it oh well i'm not armed today he's like you're not armed so why did you why did you bring the gun he's like well if something happens i let the police do if something happens over to my right i'm gonna run to my left and kevin's like why do you have the gun with you yeah and he just wasn't making any sense but he went to a gun shop yeah there's 340 million americans and there's 300 300 340 million americans and there's 300 million guns in circulation in america Jesus Christ. so you'll never be able to yeah outlaw that it's uh, joe rogan i think is at the best when it comes to american guns america doesn't have a gun problem it has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem yeah big time yeah. like it's it's insane uh, constitutions baffle me I hate when people bring up like it's my constitutional right or they go on about the constitution that constitution was written yeah years ago what a f- why can't these constitutions be updated because people seem to think that like oh my god they knew so much better back then did they bollocks they should so evolve I mean, with time though exactly to me that should be constitutional reviews every 10 to 15 years and, yeah, fair enough, you're going to need referendums to do so. Like, certainly in Ireland, you need referendums to amend the Constitution. But, like, are, are people genuinely telling me Eamon de Valera, who wrote the Constitution, the Bunrock and the Heron, in 1948 through 49, are you actually trying to tell me that the, that document should be the set of rules it, it's and still principles valid. today, in the year 2016? Yeah. Back then, compared to now. I'd have to agree with you about this. The 100% you know? that we don't usually agree on things, but... I just think constitutions are... Don't, I'm not saying there's no place for them, but what I'm saying is, lads, if you haven't updated your constitution in 50 years or more... Well, the American constitution on, like, was written in what? 17... Well, yeah, whenever the American... 80 or something? Was ...with the forefathers. So, the right to bear arms? Yeah. Like, I know there's been amendments, don't be wrong, and I, I'm not sure of when the amendments are made and that kind of thing, but I mean, at the same time, you should be looking at that and you should be kind of saying... Yeah, I mean... They didn't have cars back then. They yeah. didn't have TV. They didn't have internet. internet. They, there's a lot. Like, I mean, we've sent people to space. You know what I mean? We really need to sort of look at that document that's written in ye old English and maybe have a look and say, ah. But he was in this gun shop, right? Again. The same gun shop, yeah. right? And um, during the Atlanta shooting recently and the Orlando yeah. shooting recently in the nightclub there was this specific rifle it's yeah. a sports rifle but the man said that they were selling them every eight minutes for eight hours they were yeah. selling like, one of these rifles when these shootings happened so it's mass paranoia it's insane like it is insane I just don't understand and maybe it's because we live in little old Ireland and Whatever, but I just, I can't understand But Kevin was telling them, you know, I, live, I come from Dublin, Ireland, or I come from Ireland, and uh, yeah. we don't have, we're not allowed guns, and they were kind of looking at him as if he had ten heads. Yeah. But he followed a group um, of kind of like vigilantes around Detroit, Michigan, and they were going around with their uh, bulletproof vests and their rifles hanging from their waists, and they were just patrolling Detroit, Michigan. But the general public was welcoming them, patrolling yeah. the public. Yeah. But... Your man was as thin as you like. Big grease. He just looked like he spent 20 hours a day on the internet. Yeah. I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, that, yeah. It's a bit crazy. It's a different planet, like... Like, look, we have a lot of people who listen in America. Maybe but that was Kevin Kevin McGrath's America. America. I'd watch it on the player. 
Um, yeah, we, we have people who listen to America. Maybe they can get in touch with us and maybe explain what we've tried to talk about a bit better to us. Because, yeah. I don't know, maybe it is. We're sitting over here many, many miles away across a big old ocean and we just don't get the concept of it. But, speaking of people who listen far-flung places, America's kind of weird for us. Because we, like, I'm going to understand people maybe in New York, Boston, LA maybe. Um, but when I see we have listeners in, like, Minnesota, Virginia, North and South Carolina... I'm kind of like, how? Hell yeah. Like, how? And then it gets bigger than that, because you're thinking, oh, it's still America, they're still an English-speaking country, Graham. But I don't understand people listening to us in China. <laughs> Venezuela. Venezuela. Iran. The Islamic Republic of Iran. What? How are people listening to us in Iran? Just explain, how do we get this data? Right, so, um, we we get the data through our pod, podcast account. Basically, you can aggregate where you people are downloading and that kind of thing so obviously the internet has ip addresses and that kind of thing so when somebody downloads it, it pings and then we get the data back to it's, say it's, like, it's likely just a sat nav really well yeah kind of yeah yeah, yeah. and kind of like you now there's people who obviously use blockers and that just shows up as other so yeah. there are there's like thousands that listen anonymously and we don't know where they're listening from hello north korea um, <laughs> but the ones that we do like i mean so we had saudi arabia which figured out hello janine yeah all right janine but like Nurse Ar- Carney. Iran. Pakistan. There's people downloading this podcast in Pakistan. What? Mental. I don't think... Expats, is it? Possibly, but I mean... Reach I out to us if you're from these countries. Exactly. Reach out. Anybody listening in far-flung corners of this beautiful little rock that flows through space, get in touch. Let us know. We actually really want to hear from people. Like This is insane to us. We, we cannot grasp people who are listening abroad like... Really, please do get in touch with us. Like, there's people listen. Hang on, I'm just going to shout one out that I didn't even know it was a country. This is how mad this is. But it's crazy because when we set out to do this podcast, we were like, if we got 30 to 40 listeners a week, that'd be deadly. Yeah. We're, we're at 300,000 downloads now. And Zambia. The People's Democratic uh, People's Democratic Republic of Laos. Yeah, Laos. I know Laos. Wait, is that the one you don't know? Yeah. Laos was beside Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia. Right, so potentially people who are travelling. Yeah. They might have stopped off. Yeah, there. yeah, that, that could be, because that, that's the kind right. of route that you do when you travel to Southeast Asia. Macedonia. The only person I know in Macedonia is Alexander the Great. <laughs> yeah. And that's two and a half thousand years ago. Gas, man. You know what I mean? Spears crack. China, Zambia. Venezuela is a crazy one. Yeah. Is, there, is Colombia on it? Yeah, we've had a couple in Colombia, yeah. Because I wonder if Connor Kyo listens in Colombia. If you do, how are you, Connor? Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico. Shout out to the Mexicans. Does it give you numbers? Um, yeah, I can get them. I don't have them here. I'm just looking yeah. at a list. Like, But yeah, we can get numbers. Um, obviously, America then, Canada, Iceland, Lodi and Greenland. We haven't got through to the Greenlandish yet. <laughs> no. Will it be Greenland? We'll get there. Greenlanders, Greenlandish, Green... The Greens. Greens, right? <laughs> Switzerland, France, Spain, Belgium, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Russia, Estonia. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yes. Latvia, um, Japan. Nobody in Kazakhstan, so we haven't got through to border. We got Kazakhstan before, though. Uh, yeah, we did, but sorry, I'm looking at the last nine months. So Kazakhstan was in the early days. Yeah. Um, Little dope Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Don't want you anymore. Turkmenistan. I said, pa- no Afghanistan, though. No. So we've got Pakistan. 
we've got a ram, we've got a rack. What the fuck? It's like, mental. It's just over 85 countries, over 300,000 downloads. Ladies and gentlemen who listen to this podcast, thank you. Genuinely. And if you are listening from Get the far touch. corners of the world, facebook.com forward slash WTS pod Ireland or tweet us at WTS pod. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to give you a shout out. We'd love to have a conversation via the medium with the magic of the internet. Yeah. Great crack. Is that all we have time for? <sighs> Graham, yeah, I think so. I think I'm only fit for my bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to apologise for being grouchy. It's been emotional. I'd like to apologise to the people at the Gaelic Athletic Association <laughs> for calling it a simple sport for simple people. I know the truth hurts. But, um... You know the truth hurts. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We um, probably have guy lads listening that will, like... Absolutely lynch us. Fact, not us, you. No, I love they'll that. They'll lynch me. They'll lynch me. That's fair. Look, tweet us at WTS pod. American can filter through the death threats and send them on to me. <laughs> 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 but do, yeah, get in touch. Right GAA or not GAA, get in touch with us. And remember, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, anywhere and everywhere there is a podcast you can download us. WTS pod. Search Shh. us, you'll find us. Share, like, review. Do, Retweet. Yeah. Do. Get, Thanks get, for all your support. Get on board this train. Love you all to bits. Um, Ballybrack Bulls, December 17th, up in Lawrence's. Bring the kids, wreck the gaff. It's going to be deadly. I'll be there if anybody wants to get a selfie with me. <laughs> yeah. It's grand. Um, Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel, the beautiful surrounds of Cloyne. Don't forget FitzpatrickCastle.com. You can check them out on Facebook as well. The Grill at the Dungeon of Fitzpatrick's, beautiful restaurant, beautiful menu. Great price. Bring the family. Bring a friend. Come here for an occasion. You won't regret it. Graham, that is all the time we have. That's it. It's been a pleasure. It's great to see you. You're at American Mania everywhere. I'm at Dan Murray everywhere. But until next week, clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose.